Hi, my name is Brianna Lafferty, and I had a near-death experience in 2017. While that was only six and a half years ago, my story started way before that. So I experienced metaphysical phenomenon basically my whole life. I also started experiencing paranormal phenomenon around age 10. Also around age 10, I started developing symptoms of what would later be found out as a rare chronic illness. That, would, that illness would not be diagnosed for another eight years. Some of the metaphysical things I experienced would be extreme empathy, seeing auras. I would see auras for many years until I saw one that scared me and I have not been able to see them since, which is unfortunate. I've been trying. Um, things started getting a little weirder when I started seeing ghosts and spirits and inanimate objects move. Um, we moved to a house in a small country town. And at the time, we didn't know anything about this town, just that it was small. And so we thought this little town was going to be a really sweet, comfortable place to live. And that's really when the paranormal stuff started happening. I saw ghosts that really didn't bug me. Uh, they didn't really pay too much attention to me and they didn't scare me. But I did get really freaked out when I saw my great grandmother's old doll without eyes have red eyes and turn its head. That was absolutely terrifying. And little did we know that a other person or church, he saw a doll move its head just a town over and he moved his whole family out of that house immediately. Um, we also saw, I say we, my sister and her friends and my friends all saw this entity, this dark caped shadow man come like as a shadow on the wall behind us. And it happened in maybe five different times. And my sister and her friends saw it separately of my friends. And we both told my mom, but not each other. Well, we looked up this shadow man years, years, years later, not until last year. And it turned out to be a well-known dark entity that appears to children in basements around the world. So that was uh, another bad omen that we didn't really pay much attention to. So around the same time that these paranormal things were happening, I started getting horrific nightmares and extreme insomnia and symptoms seemed to progress. I would twitch. I would have major muscle cramping in my forearms and my legs and my calves and my feet and my hands. And we didn't really know what was going on. And it wasn't probably until I was 13 or 14 that we decided to see a neurologist. And um, they just, they did a bunch of tests and couldn't figure out what was going on. You know, we did heavy metal tests and lead poisoning, Lyme disease, CT scans, MRIs, you know, just all the tests you could think of. And they all came back normal. However, things kept progressing as I got older and things started getting weirder with my metaphysical and paranormal activities. I started astro traveling involuntarily and hated it. I'd be pulled out of my body and in these dimensions that I didn't know about. And it was always terrifying and always exhausting. So at 18, 
I finally get diagnosed with myoclonus dystonia. It's a rare chronic neurological disorder. And at that point, we had tried a bunch of medications. So we had tried a cocktail of medications for years. We also tried Eastern medicine, herbs, meditation, Reiki, hypnosis, massage, acupuncture, chiropractic, uh, Chinese herbs. The list is very, very long of all the things we tried. And I had very little, little relief. So knowing that there was really no other options, um, there was an experimental brain surgery at the time, but my doctor wasn't very excited to send an 18-year-old through experimental brain surgery when she had never even seen any people with this rare chronic illness before. So I kind of went on living my life as best as I could, knowing there was not really any alternatives or other options. And as I lived my life and my symptoms got worse, so did the paranormal and metaphysical craziness I was going through. I continued to see dark entities and things not of this realm and or dimension and uh, just kind of darkness followed me wherever I went. I was always a pretty happy person. I never let my disorder get to me. I worked really hard. I went, you know, I finished my degree in college, bought my first house at 19. It was a flipper. So I worked hard on my house while being a waitress to support myself, all dealing with this hidden illness and these crazy paranormal activities. And so I just kept moving. I kept trying to run away from all of this. And I ended up in San Antonio, Texas. And my condition was pretty bad. And my mom had read that uh, spirit release therapy might work, that sometimes these entities attach to people and cause these crazy, weird illnesses. And so it kind of made sense, you know, none of the medications really worked. Uh, none of the other alternative medicines worked. Um, why not try it? So we got in contact with a hypnotherapist that specialized in spirit release therapy, and she was remote. She warned us that I could get sick, you know, a little sick. Yeah, you know, nauseous, some gastrointestinal stuff, um, maybe a low fever. Well, she was partially right. I got sick, but I got very, very sick, very ill. And I think it was a couple of weeks that we were doing this and I just, I was going downhill. I was basically glued to the toilet. Um, I don't remember if I had a fever or not. I just, I was very, very uncomfortable getting sicker and sicker. So we asked her to stop. Unbeknownst to us, unbeknownst to us we didn't realize she was still doing release therapy in the background after we asked her to stop. So these spirits that had attached to me from probably 10 years old when we saw this paranormal activity in the home, they were getting very angry. They were getting violent and they started putting horrific images in my head and trying to torture me psychologically. And then when I like, you know what, that's not going to work. You've been in my head for 15 years now, you know, you have no power over me. Then they decided to change their tactics and not only attack me psychologically, but attack me physically. 
So then uh, that went on and my mom and I had been praying for a few days straight. It was, you know, 1.30 in the morning one night and I told my mom I was going to let her go so I could try to get some sleep. I knew I was not going to be able to sleep, but I knew she needed to. So at just before two in the morning, I told her goodnight and put the phone down and cried out. I said, I cannot do this anymore. It is in your hands. I didn't know who I was talking to. I, you know, my relationship with the God I grew up with was very strained. I didn't believe in the God I was taught in, but I figured if there's something out there, it's up to you. You've got to save me. I can't do this anymore. I've been fighting and I'm exhausted and it's in your hands. So I surrendered completely. I surrendered with my heart, my body, my soul, everything. And all at that moment, everything, all these dark entities and darkness was ripped from me. And all of a sudden I feel so light and I feel tingling in the palms of my hands and my feet. And this big booming voice asks me, are you ready? Well, I don't know what I'm ready for, but something just answered my prayer. Yeah. And then I felt three hard thumps on my chest and that's when my heart stopped and I left my body. Enter NDE in April 27th, 2017. Immediately, I was in this beautiful black velvety warm void. It, it's We call it a void and I don't know why because it's filled with everything but it's probably moving so fast that it feels empty. Um, and I knew I was with the creator. I knew I was with the thing that answered my prayers and it was just pure love. And I felt like I, I belong there. Like I was from there. And I realized, am I dead? And when I asked that three months to kind of float by and a shit and grin. Don't say anything, but the shit and grin reminded me of if you only knew. And then it just kind of vanished and thought, okay. And instantly I was whisked away into this amazing tunnel. The tunnel was this bright, vivid blue one you can't see here on earth filled with ones and zeros. And I was going through it at supersonic speed. And I, my soul was being downloaded with this information and it was ones and zeros just all around me, entering my soul, downloading me with code. And it was amazing. I ended up on in this white space. Um, I call it a room, but that doesn't really make sense because there's no walls, ceilings, floors, or doors, but it was this space. And behind me was this very powerful being. And I equate him to um, possibly what you would equate to Jesus, Muhammad, um, Buddha, um, Krishna, the Christ consciousness. So that being was behind me while in front of me, I see this giant pile of black numbers and I reach down and I grab it and I throw it up like, no wonder you love creating because I knew the universe was created in math and numbers and equations. And I was just so excited about it. I don't know why, but I was so excited. Um, after that, I transitioned into another place and that's where I spent the majority of my, we call it time. Um, 
but there was no time. I got to play and explore here. And every thought I had would become a reality in an instant. And I saw these other beings. I don't know if they were previously human or not, or extraterrestrial or where they came from. I just knew there are other beings in this place with me. And I saw some sliding down trees covered in snow. And I realized, you know, I, for some reason, I don't think I like snow. Instantly, it turned to this lush green moss-filled trees. And I'm like, wow, that looks fun. Instantly, I was there sliding down trees like Tarzan. Um, and at one point, I was this doll, like a Russian nesting doll. Another point, I was a robot. I tried to learn to fly. I was not very good at it. I ended up hitting a pole and my arm got severed and I watched it regrow with ones and zeros. I was also a snowman, ironic for hating snow. Um, but there was this vessel or thing that a piece of equipment that these other beings were working on that had a huge flame at the top of it. And I was, curiosity got me again. And I'm like, I wonder if I get too close if I'll melt. Sure enough, instantly I was too close and I melted. I was a puddle of eyeballs and I wondered if these other beings would put me back together. Instantly, other beings helped put me back together. I ended up dancing with some other beings as if we had choreographed for decades together. Uh, everyone just moved in unison and worked in unison and communicated without words or moments even you know, being exchanged. It was all instantaneous. Um, the last part I spent in this area was with a very old man. And how can you have an old man in a place with no time? I don't know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But he sat in the corner. He had a long beard and a, a wooden cane. And I remember we spent quite a bit of time in that area. And we talked. I still don't know what we talked about. I'm hoping it'll come to me you know, one day when I need it or I'm ready for it. I just know we had deep conversations and I really would like to know what those were, uh, but I'm trying to be patient. After that, uh, there was a barbed wire fence, but here on earth, you can see through a barbed wire fence. You can see what's on the other side, whether that's corn or cows or a forest or houses, you can see beyond that barbed wire fence. I cannot in this place. And these beings started moving through an opening in the barbed wire fence to another place. And I knew I wasn't allowed to go. I wasn't given a choice. I just knew I couldn't go. After that, I was in the presence of seven magnificent beings, like even more powerful than the being in the white room. And there behind me and in front of me was this beautiful scroll just floating in the air and beautiful gold and sparkly script was starting to be written on it. 
And I knew like it was super important and super amazing. And that's when my ego kicked back in. And I said, ha, you're showing this to a human. Instantly the scroll rolled back up, the letters went away and I was put back in my body. Um, it felt like I had been gone for months and knowing I had a body to return to, I thought my family disregarded my wishes to cremate me and that if I opened my eyes, I would be underground in a coffin and have to figure out how to fight my way out of a coffin in six feet of dirt. And I was terrified. So I tried everything I could to get back to the space. I slowed my breathing. I tried resting really, really hard and relaxing all my muscles and just getting so, so relaxed and tried to get back into what I felt pre my heart stopping. Also about coming back into my body is it's one thing to feel your heart stop. It's a completely weird thing to feel your heart start again, which I did as soon as I entered it. So I knew I was back in this physical body and um, I think it probably took, I don't know, it felt like uh, forever to open my eyes again, but it must not have been that long because when I opened my eyes and looked at my phone, it had only been eight minutes and I was so confused. I thought, you know, it'd been weeks or months and at least days if, if not. And it was very confusing. That is kind of the beginning to my NDE and definitely the duration of my NDE. And the afterwards is a, another wonderful story. So it was very confusing coming back to my body. I felt like I'd been stuffed in a sausage casing. Walls freaked me out. I have no, like I had no idea why until this year. I mean, I would just keep touching them and like things were so solid. It was really freaky. I could also hear people's thoughts. Um, I could hear animals thoughts. I could feel the plants. Um, it was very overwhelming. I, I cried a lot. I was very scared and it was a very rough transition back. It took me probably eight to 10 months to fully reassimilate into life and even longer to accept what had happened. Luckily, my mom had read about NDEs um, in her life and I knew hardly anything about them. I just knew people who had died, you know, it was a term for people who had died and came back from being dead. I didn't know anything beyond that. Um, so she kind of helped when I told her my story. She's like, you know, that really sounds like you had an NDE. But I was like, no, that's crazy. <laughs> that's absolutely crazy. Uh, I struggled with what had really happened and the fact the thoughts and the images had never faded. It wasn't until 2020 when I heard even Alexander tell his story that I was like, oh, this is real. Like it hit me like a ton of bricks right in the gut and realized it was real. And that was after I attended an IONS conference in 2018. I met tons of lovely people, but I hadn't heard anyone tell my story. So I was like, you know, I didn't see relatives. I didn't have a life review. I don't know. I don't know. But it, 2020 was definitely when it hit me and I realized that it was true. I didn't start telling my story, you know, on, on a ton of circuits or speaking out loud 
I didn't write my book until last year, October last year. So almost a year ago, it was Halloween when I wrote my book. Wonder if there's significance to that. Um, but I never knew how my rare chronic illness and my NDE were related. I was symptom free for two years after my NDE and we had thought I was cured. You know, I started researching NDEs when my mom told me I had one and, you know, people would have these miraculous cures, um, cured of cancer, cured of this illness. They had no symptoms of drowning. Uh, they were underwater for 30 minutes and they were fine, healthy, or, you know, just these horrible, horrible things were cured through this amazing experience. So we thought I was cured for almost two years. It wasn't until my symptoms came back and we were just kind of like, okay, it went into remission for some reason. Why? Or not even why, just, okay, let's deal with it. So I didn't realize how my NDE and my illness were related. So I wrote two separate books, one about my NDE and one about my chronic illness. And then I went to a meditation retreat in July this year and found out how they are connected. I, um, I got the language to get back to this amazing space, to the void of infinite potential of everything and nothing all at once. And when I got back to this place through meditation, the code from my NDE circulated through my brain and my heart while they were in coherence. And I knew it was the code I needed to heal myself. So it has been almost four months that I've had no symptoms and realized I was cured during my near-death experience, but I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to get back there, how to communicate with that space. So living the same life, thinking the same thoughts, doing the same actions, having the same feelings, reignited this chronic condition I've had. So now I know that if I continue to keep accessing this wonderful space and this space of infinite potential and healing and possibilities, I can be forever cured now. So I finally realized how my near-death experience and my chronic illness are related, and I have to write a third book now. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen to my story. I hope it uplifted and inspired you. If you want to find out any more about me or read any of my books, you can find the information in the description.